Welcome to this special episode of Royally Screwed. My name is Chris Shearer, and usually I would be talking about some of the best, worst, and craziest rulers throughout history. This mid-break episode is going to be something a bit different. It's something I've thought about for a very long time and decided I really just wanted to make this to get my thoughts out into the world. I sometimes talk about history and geopolitical stuff with people who don't know anything about those fields. I'm also, like many people in my age group, chronically online on social media. So I've heard about every take on a subject under the sun. And there's one underlying thought I always have that people just don't seem to get. A thought that would really just bring every single conversation into a new light. Nobility are nothing like you and me. I mean that from a very base level. As soon as you're born into the nobility slash aristocracy, you are on a completely different playing field compared to the rest of humanity. Growing up, I'd often seen those magazine articles that are like, celebrities, they're just like you. They'd show pictures of like Ben Affleck or Lady Gaga out in sweatpants getting a coffee, and you could be like, oh yeah, that person I see on the big screen is actually human, just like me. In recent decades, a lot of nobility has also fallen under the celebrity umbrella, which I think is actually really dumb. Okay, look, I am an anti-monarchist through and through, kind of ironic considering I do a show over royalty then, huh? I don't think any single person should have so much power just because someone centuries back put a crown on their head. But also, you have to realize that calling Prince William of the UK a celebrity is very different from calling someone like, I don't know, Henry Cavill a celebrity. Henry Cavill is famous because he's an actor who's worked for his fame. He's probably auditioned for hundreds of roles and only ended up getting a few of those. William is a celebrity because he was born into the House of Windsor. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's actually get back to square one. So sit back and take a load off for this installment of Royally Special. Nobles, they're not like you. A baby is born. Huzzah! It's the new child of the ruling dynasty of insert nation here. For the sake of things, let's say this is happening before the 19th century. This child is immediately given the title of Prince, Princess, Marquis, Earl, Countess, etc, etc. For the sake of making things vaguely reductive, but mostly historically correct, they're the firstborn son of the current ruler of the territory he was born into. So what does this boy's life look like? Well, he's probably given the best education possible, probably also taught by the best religious scholars of whatever region he lives in. He would also have grown up in a palace or some similar location filled with the best treasures and relics your culture can find. When he's a teenager, he's inducted into the army. Due to nepotism, he's given some title he usually doesn't deserve. But here's the most important part of the boy's life. From a young age, he's told that he is going to inherit the throne of his father. And it will eventually be his duty to rule the country, whether by the right of God or some other very important purpose. This will be drilled into his head over and over and over again. Rule the country, do what's best for the country, defeat your enemies. This will especially be a lesson learned during his time in the military. He'll fight against the enemy, let's say his nation wins its battles. What's the obvious next course of action? Take over your enemy's land. 
Soon enough, the boy's father dies and he inherits the throne. This is a person who has been told their entire life that this is what will eventually happen. They're special because he'll one day be the monarch. Do what's best for your people. Well, if we're talking pre-enlightenment era, this new monarch probably doesn't actually care about all that. What he does know is his past with the military. What's best for the country is to expand the territory you own. On top of that, if you expand your territory, you can get some more cool treasure to house in your palace. This monarch has probably been given everything he wants from a young age, so you can't just tell this guy, I'm sorry my liege, but we can't do that, unless you're not particularly satisfied with your head remaining on your shoulders. It's the direct route from child being given everything to most powerful person in the realm. Yes, this is also the pipeline of many billionaires and child celebrities. They're the closest thing we have to the historical royalty I'm talking about. No, Elon Musk and Drew Barrymore are nothing like most of the people listening to this podcast because they grew up with their future of success already set in stone. Every royal family still in existence doesn't actually have to do anything with their lives. They're successful solely because their nations are too lazy to get rid of their monarchies. Sorry to my listeners who still live in nations that have a monarchy. Okay, so we've established the whole narrative, right? Let's move on to talk about what people don't actually seem to get. In 2012, Prince William and his wife visited the Solomon Islands. One of the most criticized parts of that visit was when Will and Kate allowed the locals to carry them around on thrones. Even several years later, I saw people on social media saying, Why on earth would William do this? Doesn't he know that this is wrong because the UK had colonized the Solomon Islands? Why would Prince William ever think that was wrong? He knows that one day he'll be king. Do I personally believe he'll probably be the last king of the UK? Yeah, probably. Hopefully. This is just part of his life. It probably never crossed his mind to think, Oh, my direct ancestors colonized this place. Many of these people were alive when Granny was their queen. These people who are now independent from the UK. Oh, is this a bad thing I'm doing right now? No, he's thinking, well, this is nice, of course this is how they would treat foreign royalty. Okay, I didn't decide to write this diatribe just to dunk on Prince William. I don't know him and he almost definitely does not listen to this podcast. But it doesn't change the fact that he and I essentially have completely different mindsets. I have to worry about paying rent for my apartment and car loans. He's a fucking prince. I made this episode basically as a background to every single episode I've done. Why did Cleopatra try to expand the borders of Ptolemaic Egypt? Why did Frederick the Great annex Poland? Why does anyone born into power do anything? Because of everything I've pointed out in this special. However, I also wanted this to exist for one very important reason. At the time this special was coming out, I finished up Emperor Tiberius' story in the Julio-Claudian saga. The next man to control Rome will be his grandson, Gaius Julius Caesar Augustus Germanicus, aka Caligula. Caligula, and Emperor Nero after him, did some crazy shit. 
I'm saving myself from making this whole speech again when I go into Caligula's story of doing things like saying he was a living god. Based on who he was from birth, why would he think of himself in any other way? But that's it for this episode of Royally Special. Be sure to subscribe to the show, tell a friend, and follow the Denim Creek page on Twitter and Instagram for more info about each episode. The regular show will return in two weeks. I hope you'll join me then for another topsy-turvy look into history's most interesting rulers. Whoa, whoa, whoa.